0: It's Trevor, it's Avery, it's Pat, it's Marlin, it's the citywide special. The Phillies win two of three against the Padres after dropping a series against the Brewers. Kyle Schwarber continues to mash dingers while Bryce Harper shaves his beard to stave off a slump. While the Phillies hold on to their top wild card spot, the Chicago Cubs have closed the gap to just a game and a half. The team returns home Friday for a series against the Marlins. The Eagles begin their 2023 season this Sunday against the New England Patriots. Can the Birds start off with a win and spoil Tom Brady's special day? The Sixers signed back veteran Danny Green. With the roster seemingly complete, what can we expect from this year's squad? Can the Sixers withstand yet another period of high drama as James Harden remains a
1: reluctant member of the team? All that and more coming up right now. How's it going, fellas? Pretty good hot swampy day in Philadelphia but great to be back had a really good weekend for Labor Day weekend my best friend Pat got engaged so shout out Pat Morgan yeah shout out Pat Morgan him and his uh, beautiful fiancee Anna so that wedding will be TBD but very excited for him um, so that was the first good news of the weekend but then the heat is definitely putting a little damper on everything for sure making me lucky that uh we don't have an Eagles game this Thursday night which is great um, so I, I don't mind waiting for that one. But other than that, pretty good.
2: Yeah, the eats on, yo. I'm doing well. I survived the great fall <laughs> of Labor Day weekend, twenty twenty three. Got a little banged up, a little busted up. So it happens when you're in mid thirties and you try to turn the clock back ten years. But hey, yeah. it's a hot one. Did but... your dancing shoes weren't weren't working? No, it wasn't the dancing shoes, <laughs> it was the, it's the, the walking the walk- out yeah, yeah, <laughs> of several beverages shoes, yeah, so yeah. They, the... they ain't what they used to be. <laughs> Those are the shoes that'll get you. But yo, Marlon, how you doing? Welcome uh, back, our you? first two-time returning yeah, guest. Yes. Yeah, our Boomerang guest.
3: It is too hot, but uh, it's good to be back with you fellas, and uh, in my opinion, you know, when the Phillies are good, the Eagles expect it to be good, this is the best time of
1: year, even if it is too hot. Big time. You got a beautiful jersey on, too, with the b dog, Kelly Green. Absolutely. Yeah, it feels good.
2: Yeah, it's almost like, to your point, when the Phillies are good and the Eagles are expected to be good, the Sixers and just the sideshow and all the drama kind of just don't exist.
1: Which is fine. Well, thank yeah, you. I have
0: not really had to think about it, which is nice. I have plenty of other things to think about.
2: Yeah, like uh, you guys Smash Mouth fans?
0: Oh, yeah, R.I.P. Should we Dude. pour one out for a homie? Yeah. I'm not going to pour out a whole one. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I feel like I feel like he's poured it. He poured enough out for himself, that's, that's, <laughs> and that's, that's why we're in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But dude, you know, my f- first CD I ever bought was Astro? I knew Lounge.
2: you were. I figured you were a Smash yeah, Mouth dude. fan. It's hard to be a kid growing up in the '90s and not like All Star.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think like fifth grade was when uh, that came out. Something like that. We were Something in fourth like or fifth grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I remember <laughs> that. Uh, that video that was going around a while of him. <laughs> I guess it was his last ever performance at Smash yeah, Mouth. Like yeah, Yeah, he was officially oh, kicked out of the wrecked. band after that. Or, he's like, off stage being like, I swear I'll kill your whole fucking family. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. But he <laughs> he, is, he also told a uh, fan like, in the front row, he was like, if I was better at masturbating, I'd never leave my house. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, my man's just dis- disassociating mid-song when he's supposed to be singing. Like, I know yeah. the
0: lyrics. He's like, shut up, I'm the singer. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Well, yeah. R.I.P. to him. Uh, uh, yeah, the, uh, w- w- watch your alcohol consumption, <laughs> everybody. You know, it's something <laughs> that we always try to preach here on the city <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> you, you can clearly <laughs> tell. You know, if you're watching on video. The, 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 those bowels are from a long uh, period. Uh, you know, we didn't, we didn't yeah. uh, accumulate those overnight. A week, <laughs> Unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess for Homie and Smash Mouth, that probably is maybe a or two.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. Well, the ninety nine old-
2: bananas might might stretch it a little bit, but
0: yeah, you probably could at least afford uh, something a little nicer. I think. Still, still making those residual checks from Shrek and all that, you know? Oh, big time.
2: oh he wasn't. Oh, yeah, yeah. It
0: was like uh, that was our
2: whole theme song. Just yeah,
0: All Star. Well, I think it was originally so like the the music video for All Star is the. Uh, like a sort of a cross-emotional thing with the movie Mystery Men. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, because that was like, uh yeah, it came out at the same time, was put in that movie, and then it's just you know got put in a bunch of other movies. Well, then and they Shrek did the... culture became a thing, and yeah. now it's like you know it's and they did the monkeys cover for Shrek. Oh, that's right. That's what yeah. that was. Yeah, not no, a, no, no, a lot of Smash Mouth history over here. Yeah,
2: clearly are you yeah. are you still a fa- or I guess you can't. St-
0: I did buy you can one of their still be a fan. I did buy one of their later albums like a few year, like years ago cuz it was had it? like it had this one like kind of decent reggae song on it. So that's why I bought it. And mm-hmm. I think it had like Rankin Roger was featured on oh. it. So it was kind of cool. But uh yeah, I think that was I think that was just about it for Smash Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, well,
2: they're clearly at the end of the their careers at least as that big Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean
0: they apparently they have they had been touring without without the guy. Oh. So I don't know, they're still still well, keeping it going. It's like
1: having a spare tire fall off your car. You know, <laughs> you can still go, but the backups are running low. Yeah.
2: True. Yeah, they have gotta be like pretty old now
1: anyway. Yeah.
2: I mean I you can't imagine. be
1: he was fifty six, I think. Yeah, you
2: can't be like sixty years old playing All Star, I wouldn't think.
1: I I mean, you probably can. It's just a different.
0: I mean, it's
2: what sixty-year-old is an all-star at anything?
1: Uh, Uh, It's like I I know know. we probably
2: have some sixty-year-olds that listen. Uh, No disrespect, sixty-year-olds.
1: Well, judging by the Russian hockey league, I'm sure Putin is probably always an all-star. He's he's north of sixty. Straps on the. I don't think he's allowed to be anything but an all-star over there. There was. I remember (laughs)
0: there was. uh, this one, I think it was some like African country had like their like president demanded to be put on the, the like the national team. Hell and yeah. they got like inserted into a game and it was just like the funniest thing you've ever seen. Just <laughs> this, like Th- I was probably like 65 years old trying to play with a bunch of like 22 year olds and shit. Yeah, that's uh, that's 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 always fun. Letting the uh, letting old, uh, you know, tyrants <laughs> the yeah, <laughs> like the movie dictator painting out in real life.
1: But, yeah, yeah. Damn. Well, how yeah, do we want to yeah, jump I'm into good. this? Yeah, Let's well, top what's on the, the docket here? Let's start with the Philz. Yeah. yeah,
0: we just saw them cap yeah. off their series with the Padres. Nice win there. Another good day for uh, uh, Wheeler. I almost called him Chris Wheeler. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I almost said Chris no. Wheeler. <laughs> yeah, he's he's doing really great. Yeah, and that that's a guy who's a, uh, a, a very old all-star. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean... listen oh, he to Wheels.
2: Yeah, yeah, Wheels was great. Sarge, when they had Sarge in the booth for alumni weekend, Sarge can still tell a story. So, uh, yeah, I yeah. guess there are mm-hmm. some senior all-stars. I'm sorry, 60-year-olds. No disrespect once again.
0: But, yeah, uh, Wait, Zach Wheeler, us. another very good game. He looks like he's, uh, you know, in playoff form. about where he wanted him to be. Aaron Nola is a very different story. He has another uh clunker of a game on, total uh, up and down for yo them. i guess that was saturday
2: yeah you called it first right remember at the oscars we we're at oscars on saturday oh you the, tried to
1: call me out with somebody else that was out at the bar remember
2: <laughs> that yo no first you and me started complaining about nola when we were at oscars mm-hmm. and you start getting worked up you're like fuck nola then you go outside to <laughs> smoke and this guy like starts getting feisty with you right so then <laughs> Nola gives up, like, three or four runs, and I turn around. I had your back. I had your back. Yo. I was like, where's that Aaron Nola apologist? Damn. He, like, sheepishly raises his hand. Damn. I'm like, you ain't got nothing to say now, <laughs>
1: yes. huh? At least he raised his hand, though. I appreciate he that. He was, like,
2: kind of embarrassed to do it, but he did do it. Listen, yeah, I respect that at least. You your guns,
1: you know? You know, we called it. I mean, we praised him last week. I'll be the first to admit it. I was like, dude, it felt good to have Nola's confidence back. Uh, but, again, key word here, consistency. My man... I don't know what it is. His mojo was there for a second, and now it's out out the window. Um, They had a good bounce-back game today. Hoffman looked good today, too.
2: Jeff Hoffman's been killing it, dude. He put himself in a hole.
1: Yeah, put himself in a hole and had a great little comeback there. So the bullpen itself has looked good. But Nola is Nola. I I mean, you know, you're going to get games where he's your ace, and you're going to get games where you're scratching your head like, what the fuck is up with this guy? So it's – I don't know, nothing to do it, but that was great. Yeah, shout out Oscar. It's a great bar in Center City Philly, but they yeah, called that punk out, and it was great. Yeah, I
2: mean, that, that entire series against the Brewers, like... Tough. Yeah, they're they're like we said going into it, I think I, I said last week, I was kind of nervous about that series just because the Phillies have had this success, right, but most of it's been at home. Yeah. The Brewers mm-hmm. are a good team, especially at home, and they got some arms, they got some pitchers. Granted the pitchers weren't really what did in that first game. It was the fielding and the bullpen. Yeah, they gave kind of Friday. Let us down. Uh, yeah.
0: That was brutal. Trey Turner hits a like a what was like a three run home run to take the yeah. lead in the eighth, and then,
2: and then Alvarado, right, and, I think was
0: it? Yeah, I think Alvarado started walking guys. Mm-hmm. And then there was that uh, ball down the third baseline. Should have been the end of the inning. Um, and then, you know, goes right under Alec Boehm's glove. Kinda of, sometimes you kinda of forget that he's still like kind of an average third baseman. Like, he comes up with some big plays once in a while, but there's a reason why, like, he's, you know...
3: Still the guy who... Not exactly
1: a, considered a gold glover. Still
3: the guy who fucking hated it here a while ago, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: but it also probably doesn't help that he's getting bounced around the first base every four games, That's true, too. That's true, Like, he can't yeah. really develop as a stout. For, we don't have a true first or third baseman, honestly. And, you know, that definitely shows. I mean... Yeah, yeah. Whoever we have is a patch podge job... Podge on the corners. He's a better... Yeah, it's tough that way to be able to pin a guy for development that way. But his bat's been great. You know, fielding is always okay. But when you got Stott and Trey Turner in the middle now playing phenomenal defense, you don't feel so bad at, you know, them messing up here and there. But, you know, tough series. We knew we got – we had that stretch at home for a minute. They were hitting, you know, almost four home runs, five home runs a game. We knew they were due to slow down. But not a terrible series against Milwaukee. Would have loved to win that series. But they got one. And they just finished off a, you know, a winning series here against, you know, the Padres. So I always think of that stupid ass fucking song that they did in the playoffs. And I always going laugh when we beat them in a series.
2: Man, he's going to cruise. Price <laughs> is going to lose.
0: That's, That's what's the cracks me the fuck up. Oh. Yeah, I definitely had to go back and watch that. Especially when
1: the one guy's like, there. slow down, slow down, you're going too fast. And they have <laughs> to, like, like dude, this it's is like, so fucking corny. Barbershop
0: quartet. Like, that, those are definitely some six year old guys who are not all stars. Not all oh, oh, stars. Dude, they're no. bench warmers, man. No, no, they're, in they're in, in the a. minor leagues. Guys.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: But, you know,
3: we'll see.
0: Can't, can't have sports in San Diego. It's not a sports well, did, town. Did, it's not going to happen.
3: Did anyone no. else hear? I think it was like the sixth inning today. There was a. Very audible, like, boomingly loud, E-A-G-L-E-S. Yeah. I was just to the radio yeah. feed, and that got picked up. So I Hell guess yeah. we got more fans there than they do. But. Yeah. I mean, probably. Good I remember whenever we
0: play the, uh, like, you know, the Rams or the I – I don't even know if we've had a game against the Chargers in L.A. since they moved there. But I know we, got, we played the Rams. I think we did. At, at the old stadium. We had the first year. Yeah. yeah. It's, when Carson Wentz pretty... blew his
1: ACL out. Yeah. Well, no, no, that's against the Rams.
2: We did have one against the Chargers, I think, that year, too, though. Like, Aaron Blunt ran all over them. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, yeah.
0: But, yeah, those games are always, like, like home games.
2: But, yeah, that first game, I guess, Labor Day, Monday, dude, it felt like a Phillies home game. Whenever the Phillies would do something, I'd hear the crowd cheering for us. It was, like, audible Phillies fans. And, like, whenever San Diego would do something, the crowd was not half as loud. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean... I don't give a damn about the Padres, man. Such an annoying team, annoying yeah. franchise. I'm glad they've disappointed immensely this Shitty year. Shitty colors.
0: Yeah, after they signed uh, Xander Bogarts and all this stuff, they were supposed to be, uh, I think I heard him say on the on the broadcast today that entering the season, their playoff odds were like 85%. The only team that was higher was the Braves, and now they're at less than 1%. It's so, wild. Yeah.
1: Well, fuck then. But the Phillies come home, you know, we're playing what, the Marlins up this weekend? Yeah, Marlins. Funny enough, back at home. Marlins back. Yeah. We play the Marlins yeah. now in Philly. It's kinda of funny.
3: They stole my name, by the way. I was <laughs> born before that team was founded. Yeah, that's yeah, true. That, yeah. yeah that,
2: that would make sense. They were what, 94, 93? Something like that. Yeah, they yeah. did steal your name. Yeah. Yo. And
0: they won a World Series like in four years.
2: You gotta With Darren Dalton. Beach. I should. You yeah, gotta go go for their ass. <laughs> but yo so a couple things i had right it's harper you mentioned he shaved his beard because uh, he was over for 16 you know, man looks
0: weird yeah <laughs> he
2: looks odd i say he
0: looks like he looks like his name's chaz harper
2: <laughs> like they were talking Damn. about on the broadcast last night like yeah he looks like bryce harper in 2012 it's like no he doesn't yeah he he looks, looks like, like, like older, significantly older, older. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah It's weird. I mean, some people, like, you get to a certain age, and it's like you just kind of have to have facial hair. You look kind of weird. And I guess I I think Bryce Harper might be one of those
1: people. I feel like the tandem between that and then Trey Turner going on for the paternity league, too, is like, damn. This is some kind of fucked up anti-mojo shit happening right now. Like, the dude had, like, a seven-game home run streak. was doing great. Now he's away. Does he come back and have a fucking shitty run? I mean, potentially. He's His a momentum very, might be off. Yeah, yeah. he's a, clearly a, a big. Just
0: bring the baby in the dugout. Just have him. You can just you, <laughs> you can do both at the same time. I think they only they only get like three days or something. Yeah, I
2: think he has to
1: come back. Yeah, probably. but uh, good man, kiss the baby on the head. Make sure it is crying and awake, and get a, get back in the fucking yeah. you parental know. parental leave is. Uh, We're not, not paying you really three hundred mil to be is. a dad, or paying you three hundred mil to play baseball just until the end of the season. Then you got all summer to be a dad. would <laughs> you see that? Apparently, like it was, uh, it was. It's been like. Uh, like when he had this
0: baby it was about nine months after his deal with the Phillies was <laughs> announced. So, you know Hell yeah. Doing a little celebrating once you got that once you got that contract.
2: Good for him. Yeah. Man. Knows he's got three hundred mil coming and he'll be able to take good care of that kid. <laughs> Hello.
1: <laughs> yeah, why not?
2: Yeah, I was listening to uh well I wasn't voluntarily, but like I fell asleep last night with the game on the radio on on WIP. I'm, like I woke up, it was a little after one, the game had ended. And this WIP caller was screaming about how whoever the host was, I think Jody, Mc, Jody McDonald, I don't remember, but he whoever the host was, the caller was screaming at him because he wasn't giving Trey Turner enough shit for not being there at the game <laughs> because his son was, be, or kid, I don't know if it was a girl yeah. or a boy, his kid was being born. It's like yeah, you, you, you should start- be giving him a hard time because he wasn't there.
0: Yeah, you knew after a loss, someone was going to be that guy for sure. Yeah, and it's like
2: I happened to wake up at the perfect moment. It was like was his name, was his name Pat from South Valley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I happened to it wake was, up at the perfect moment just to me. hear this call, and I was like, all right. I wanna roll over and go back to bed, but I gotta hear this. That's hysterical. <laughs> the guy was just giving the hosts so much business. Like, we need Trey Turner. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but hey, you, you don't think his wife and his kid need him right now? Like, get a grip, dude.
1: That's hysterical. I think I was busy that day. I don't think that was me calling, but <laughs> close. If they start going into if he goes into a slump this weekend, yeah. Oh uh,
0: yeah. We'll it, oh man, yeah. If he like comes back and just goes back to just looking like first half of the year of Trey really? Turner, it's gonna be like but you know, it seems like historically speaking, a lot of players once they have kids, they they get that like, you know, that dad strength yeah, that's that a dad thing. energy.
1: And they start playing real good. So we'll see. In like an off season kid, I feel like. Like in Bean had the whole summer with the kid, you know, he had time to actually appreciate yeah. it and then play like an MVP where I feel like mid season at the peak of playoff performance, I feel like but It seems like
0: you should plan when you know that you're gonna have three, four months off, you should kinda just plan it to
1: but I mean <laughs> hey.
0: Maybe he maybe wasn't expected. Yeah, I mean, sometimes <laughs> it just
1: happens. True. Man. We don't know their whole yeah. details. They could have had issues or whatever, but yeah, yeah. $300 million put that out the window, so that maybe they weren't thinking about it.
3: Do you, do you guys think if Brandon Marsh hit a cold streak, is he more likely to shave his giant beard or to just come out with dry hair?
1: Uh, I don't think he could
2: ever do dry hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Maybe he would That's just sh- a good question. Maybe he would just shave his balls. I bet you his <laughs> balls are probably super hairy, too.
2: <laughs> he shaves the rest of his body yeah. except his head.
1: Shit you can't yeah. see. <laughs> <He's> just-
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: his chest and everything just completely, his like... back, We're going to cancel
1: out every other hairy option? The dude's probably built, like, a Neanderthal everywhere else. He's got to be, dude. Yeah. It would be funny, though, if his balls did have a giant-ass beard, too. Like, they just split <laughs> down the pants, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, if you're gonna shave one beard, what are you gonna shave? Probably the ball beard. Yeah, <laughs> the Gotta less visible dressed. one. Yeah, spare. Yeah, that's fair. He's yeah big... like
0: people, you know, it's you know, people people wouldn't know, so that wouldn't be have attention drawn to it, like Harper's thing. But you would know,
1: right? He would know. Probably runs a little bit quicker, you know, yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> a little, like a little, little, little details, a little less aerodynamics,
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh. I can't. I can't imagine him ever getting rid of the wet hair. It would be funny, yeah, if he just like sh like shaves. It's like the top of his head, but he keeps like the bot. kind of like oh, long in the bottom Rocks Every- just skull. just enough, just enough, so he's got a little, <laughs> so he can keep that that long shit man, wet in the back.
2: Yeah, yo, you can't rock. No one can should ever rock a skull. It. Oh <laughs> yeah, no,
0: man, that's like uh...
2: like if you're balding. Just shave it all, man. You can't be bald right. with a little mullet on the bottom that just yeah. looks Or start
1: selling meth, because that's what you look like. Like That's honestly what it is right there. What oh, about God.
2: someone who's bald with a rat tail? No. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That those those are
0: all like, uh, I'm going to move to the other side of the train haircuts. Right. <laughs> like, you see, For real. It's <laughs>
1: like, uh, I'm sure he's nice, but I'm not taking any chances. But he definitely puts wild turkey in his coffee. Like, I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, my man woke up and smoked a pack of
1: Marlboros. Yeah, <laughs> oh man.
2: But yo, know, I guess one of the things that I was thinking watching mostly that like the Brewer series in that first game is how concerned are y'all about the pitching? Last week we mentioned Kimbrel, I believe, but yeah, clearly issues I mean, more than just Kimbrel right now. Yeah,
0: I mean, Alvarado's been a little shaky since he's been back, kind of walking a lot. Like, I mean that game against the uh, Brewers. I think he ended up walking the bases load. He just, like, could not find the strike zone at all. It was, you know... You know, he ends up, like, walking some guy that was, like, their, like, eight-hole hitter. Like, you know... It was Alvarado throws, like, 100 miles an hour. You know, like, you you just just challenge a guy like that Mm -hmm. and and try to blow it by him, but you just could not find the zone. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just, like... I'm confident in all their abilities. It's just a matter of if... uh, they get hot at the right time so hopefully i mean the bats are good right now i'm a little a little like worried that by the time october rolls around the bats are going to kind of like peter down and maybe we're like peaking too soon but mm. i don't know it's just the nature of the playoffs it's just kind of a dice roll is what's going to be working at the right time
1: we'll see i don't know about well the two things there i think the bats like I mean, obviously, the the threat of them picking too soon that way is always looming, right? You don't want to... They had, they're not going to hit 60 home runs or whatever they hit in the month of October or whatever it is coming up for playoffs. But the lack of home runs at the beginning of the season kind of made this seem even more impactful. Like, now they're finally starting to hit. But had they been hitting more, you know, day-to-day and doing fine, it probably wouldn't be a big deal. I don't see the bats slowing down so much as the pitching. I don't know. I mean, you're going to play... You know, we got lucky last year. We had all that good mojo going. We were at home. Clearly, whenever they were home, they're good to go. Um, But I think that the bats will stay as they are and still be consistent and good to go if Trey Turner comes back and is at least half as good as he was before the kid. But I'm sure he'll be the same. I mean, the guy's been riding high. Now he's got a kid. He's been having the best stretch he's had since he's been in Philly. Like, I'm sure vibes are going great in his head, hopefully. Um, You know, I think, though, that Philly's coming back home to Sisters Bank Park, knowing that they have the playoffs here at home for most of the games in the beginning, at least when you're playing lower seeds for hopefully the first series. That'll be the reset game to be like, all right, like we're good to go. This team's experienced. Everybody that has a good day when they win, they're like, we're one step closer to be back, you know, in Philadelphia in October, in mid, late September for the playoffs. Like, I don't think that it's anything to be too concerned about. And I kind of had that same sentiment, I think, last week too, about just kind of. Not getting too low when it gets low and not getting too high when it gets too high right now. But th- that's what I think.
2: Yeah. I mean, you were there last week. Like, you kind of said, yeah, not to worry about it. Yeah, I was with you for the most part. But a couple of things, like we talked about, Nola. Lorenzen, man.
0: Yeah, he's looked bad since that no-hitter.
2: 1-2 yeah. with an eight fourteen ERA. 32 hits, 9 walks, 6 homers, and 21 innings. Some of that last night was they didn't have anyone else, so they were just like, all right, man, you got to take one for the team. But he still hasn't really looked great. And then Soto, this is on the season for him. He's got a five oh five ERA with a 1.22 walks hits per innings pitched and .7 home runs per nine. He's given up a home run at least almost every eight or nine appearances. You can't have that in the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, like, yeah, I mean, Soto's a guy that- – I mean, I remember at the beginning of the year thinking, like, damn, we have like a fucking like murder's row of a bullpen now. We've got Soto and Alvarado and uh, Kimbrough, all these guys. And um, I know, like, first half of the year, I feel like he was pitching a lot better than his numbers suggested. Like, his underlying stats were pretty yeah. good, mm-hmm. even though his ERA was not so good. But yeah, he just oh. has not really seemed like the kind of dominant bullpen arm that you thought you were getting. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I would say I'm mildly concerned. Like, you have to kind of hope that guys like Jeff Hoffman, um, assuming you end up moving Chris Sanchez to the bullpen at some point. Sir Anthony's looked a little better. Kimbrell didn't look great the other night, but he looked a little better. You have to hope that down the stretch, you can get these guys the appropriate amount of rest. Kind of what I was saying last week, that they can kind of be a little better, but,
0: I don't know. Yeah. But also I'm, the I'm way, skeptical. The way it's going now, like I don't know if they're, they are going to be able to give anyone any rest. Because exactly. the Cubs are only a game and a half uh, behind us. And that first spot is pretty crucial. We want to get that series at
1: home. So, yeah. I don't know. Playoffs start this weekend, then. like they got to get their shit together. They're back at home. They always preach that they play better at home. So, hey. Best way to get back on top was to sweep the fucking Marlins, which they should do. But, again, with the Marlins... Always give us trouble. Yeah, I mean, it's like the, I don't know what it is with this team. I, mean, I do for, think this is
0: a, like the first series in a while against them, and we're not going to have to face uh, Alcantara, even though we usually play well against him for whatever weird
1: reason. But I could just see him blowing him out the first game, you know, like a twelve to three kind of game, and then losing two nothing to them the second game, and then you know you win the series, which is great. But like, it's a team that, come on, man, like you should be able to just you beat bad teams. And, like, you should be able to sweep even worse teams. And the Marlins aren't in any, like, you got them. You should be able to just do your job.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're not, they're still kind of in wildcard contention. They're not as bad as they've been in past years. But, yeah, still, like, to your point, they should be able to win easily two out of three. It'd be great if they could sweep the Marlins. Even if we aren't facing Contra, still have some arms. So I think yeah. we've seen earlier this year. Arias isn't going to hit 400, but the dude's still hitting like 360. It's, they're still kind of a threat, but yeah, at home where the Phillies have been killing it, you would think that they should be able to win. Like they should be able to sweep
1: if they play. I mean, it could be yeah, almost this, every this game could get rained out this weekend. Ominous. Yeah, I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, it's true. I mean, every every Friday, look, honestly, going to Tuesday is calling for rain now. So I, who knows? Might be
2: a wet weekend. Oh. But yeah, I guess, Trevor, to the point you had made, the Cubs are right on our heels, man. Since the All Star Break. The Cubs are thirty four and seventeen, yo. That's the best in the MLB. Like by like a few games, I think that's like three games better than the Braves when I looked it up today. I don't think that's including their win today. The Phillies since the All Star Break are twenty eight and twenty one, so not bad, like five and a half games behind him, but that five and a half games is a big difference. Cubs have a 101 run differential. Ours is like after today, probably like 82. So like, they're a good team. Yeah. It's kind of scary.
0: Yeah. Definitely not a team that I thought you're going to have to worry about. They were ass in the first half. Yeah. 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 Cody Bellinger, man. He's like, so the trade for him. Yep. Yeah. I don't know, man. They're, yeah, they're good
2: they just got to keep winning series. Their schedule is a little harder than ours. They got six against Arizona, who's kind of like the Marlins on the Mm -hmm. fringe of wildcard contention. (laughs) They still got three against the Braves. Like, end of the year, the Braves might have already clinched, but hopefully they still have something to play for. Then they got three against the Brewers, which, like, that's their main competition for the Central. Those are going to be tightly contested. So their schedule's a little harder. I think the Phillies only have... The series against the Marlins and the series against the Braves, everyone else is well below 500. But I think this is going to come down on the wire. I don't really like it.
1: All you can do is look ahead, but I mean, I feel like the Phillies have played better once they are kind of backs against the wall. When they have a big lead with everything, they usually slip a little bit, and then they slip a little bit more. You're like, well, at least we're still four and a half games ahead or three and a half games ahead. Where when they get that one and a half, one game, whatever, someone's trying a bit. They'll put it together. I mean, the team—they're playing kind of below the class, like below where they should be, for what our expectations were for the beginning of the year to begin with. So I think that this is all on them. I mean, they're—they have a chance to finish the deal and play some a pretty weak schedule. They had a weak schedule all last month and they dominated. They did their job then. Yeah. But September is a new month reset. You know, you started off a little shaky. You had a really good series and stuff like that with the Brewers, and that kind of punched you in the mouth. You got back a little bit with San Diego. Let's let's get back on track here in September, hit some dingers, have the bullpen get back right. We'll be all set to go. You can't control what the Cubs do. Yeah. The Cubs, yeah, kudos to them having a great, you know, second half of the year. Fantastic. But the Phillies, not for nothing, woke up too. and I mean, we might not be top two in the league or number one in the league in, in terms of record, but Looking at this team, it is a visibly different, more aggressive. You know, they're coming out to hit some runs and, and strike you out a lot. So let's just hope that they can control what they can control. And that's what's just right in front of them. Sneak Kyle Short at a home run every single game, I think. You know, we'll he just broke uh, Jay Roll's record for most uh, uh, lead-off, leadoff home, home runs, runs in the season. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, today. You know, right. yeah, the guy can't really do anything else, but. The guy's got forty-one home runs. Like fuck it, that's my, yeah. kind that's my kind
3: of guy. I used to always be the type of fan. Like, if I miss first pitch, I miss first pitch. You know, I'll, I'll get there relatively. Start. You know, now I'm like never miss first pitch because I'll, I'll miss Shorebomb if I do that. Yeah, right. It happens so much.
1: Honestly, the Phillies do better if I don't watch the first inning because Schwarber usually hits a home run. Or anything. So I've just been waiting for a little bit and then putting it on because like <laughs> I'm not the mojo starting now, baby. <laughs> like, and that's huh. you know eagle season takes up too much of my actual life to worry about that shit but I can miss an inning or two for the Phillies yeah so we got
0: anything else on the Phillies or is that just about cover it
1: that's
2: all I got here in my notes
0: I think that's it yeah I guess we can uh, I guess if we touch quickly on the the Sixers stuff the Danny Green yeah we can do that yeah Sixers sign Danny Green he's back baby
1: yeah. I always liked him, though.
2: Dude, I like 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 I was saying before we started recording out on the stoop, I liked him three years ago before he was 36, coming off a torn ACL like a year and like three months ago.
3: Well, yeah. Sure. I, mean, I, I Yeah, I also always liked him. I also always loved Mike Scott, but I don't necessarily want him on the team now, which <laughs> just feels right. kind of comfortable
1: with that. Yeah. It was a weird move. I mean, it's not like a big flash of the pan move, but it's a... When it's a move. I mean, I don't know, It's something.
2: When your offseason consisted of signing Pat Beverly. No disrespect. I fucking love Pat Beverly, but consisted of signing Pat Beverly, signing Mo Bamba, signing Montrez Harrell, who tore his ACL and, uh, extending B-Ball Paul. Well, yeah, that's the big move. Extending B-Ball Paul. Yeah, unless we forget and signing Philip Petrosev. Yeah. Like signing Danny Green's kind of notable. So we. Have Some, to talk about Somewhere it in them? the middle, at least. Yeah. 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 It's, <laughs> it's at least a good,
0: uh, it's, like I was, I was saying outside, it seems like a, like a vibe signing. the, I mean, he doesn't say the vibes are not very good at the Sixers right <laughs> oh like now. And, uh, you know, by all accounts, Danny Green, when he was here, was a very popular in the locker room. Younger players really liked him, having him around and everything. So, so it gives, he gives you that.
1: I don't know. I don't know yeah, how, much yeah. that, how much that's worth on the court, but. Well, I mean, you know, it like I said, it's something. They did something, so it's at least a step in a positive direction as opposed to all the fucking like, you know, let's talk about Harden doing all this dumb shit, which we have more to talk about. I know. But Uh, I'm just saying that like at least it's somewhat of a counterweight where I feel like the last couple of weeks have just been Harden doing whatever Harden wants and we just talking about what he's been doing. Where at least we're like well, you guys different. Read the Ramona Shelburne article
0: that came out today, I think. I think it came out today. Yeah. It was uh, kind of recounting a bunch of stuff that we sort of already knew about the whole uh, Harden saga and how the whole falling out with the Sixers and stuff. But there's a there's a couple little details in there that I think were noteworthy. Are you pulling it up?
2: Yeah, yeah, I got it pulled up here. So, there's the All-Star thing. It's not really worth quoting, but Harden... Essentially was upset he wasn't going to make the All-Star team. Adam Silver had reportedly planned to offer him a spot as an injury replacement as long as Harden promised he'd show up and play. Harden didn't get back to him right away and waited till Left days later red. after Silver had already decided, yeah, I got someone else here. So Harden was upset about that. That's the first bit of like hurt feelings from him. And then after that, this is, this is the one, dude. Obviously, we've talked at length about, like, the Daryl Morey issue. This one with Doc Rivers, man. So this is a Yahoo Sports article, kind of just paraphrasing. But one example she gave came in late February when Harden was given permission by the Sixers front office to travel to Miami separately from the team before they faced the heat. So he could soak in some of the nightlife. Since the Sixers had just dropped two straight to the Eat at home, that reportedly didn't sit well with Rivers and a few other players. Nothing's unusual about this. Traveling separately for personal reasons isn't uncommon in the NBA, and Harden's done it before. And it's not unusual for the coach and the players to feel a certain way about it if their team has performed badly. But what Rivers did next took a simple situation and turned it into something deeper. He brought up Harden's separate travel in a team meeting and named names. From Shelburne's reporting, Days later, Rivers brought it up in a team meeting, sources said, specifically mentioning several of the players who expressed concerns about Harden's actions. The whole episode was quote-unquote uncomfortable, one team source said. Even if they agreed with the substance of Rivers' message to Harden and the idea of holding him accountable, it was awkward for the players who were named. What the (laughs) hell's your boy doing, dude?
0: Yeah, Doc Rivers, man. Yeah, that is not a... This is not something you want to be doing.
2: Yes, yeah, so snitching like that. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with him? Trevor, you got one more Doc Rivers impersonation?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we're just pointing in you, James. <laughs> <laughs> and there's five players that also said you suck. You're <laughs> <laughs> <are> their names. <laughs> who, who do you think it was, though? That's yeah, what that's, I going to say. curious you think about anyone on the current team. I mean,. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, who
3: would who would I mean, be annoyed? I bet Shake Milton was definitely one of them, but he's not in the team now. Um, yeah, or like Furkan. <laughs> well, Furkan's Furcon. still here, yeah. But yeah, well, yeah, he's still on
0: the team. But I'm saying Furkan's still here. Yeah, I didn't yeah. Even know that. His, his, yeah. tra- his trade uh, request had not well, been uh, coming to did, fruition. I did, I did, to be bang, fair, I didn't bang, notice bang that last gang. year either. <laughs>
2: no, Niang and Harden were boys. Niang I know Niang like, without partying with them,
3: probably. Yeah,
2: Niang and Harden were cool with each other. Toby probably did not. Ooh, yeah. Probably, yeah. 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 Toby did not like that shit. Well,
1: he's always yeah. taking shit from everybody else, anyway. So, like, fucking, what's he got to lose?
2: So we got Toby, uh, Milton.
1: What, maybe three other guys?
2: Uh, hmm. And B probably maybe some care.
1: young guys. B ball. I don't really know. <laughs> B ball, Paul Well, yeah, like, i can't think of like anybody else. I don't really... remember
2: who else was on the team last year. Even though it's mostly the same roster.
3: Uh, I mean, it wouldn't be House or uh, or PJ, I would imagine. No, hell no. No, they probably were there with him. Montrez? That would be funny.
1: That would just be yeah. a, like a funny... It, it, it gotta be like, hey, That wouldn't shock me. All I could do is sit there and critique. I mean, you
2: Montrez was probably sour because he wasn't playing at all anyway.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. And probably because they didn't get the invite.
2: True. So, yeah, that I mean, I could see,
1: you know, just the way things have been shaken out now. Embiid, if he said it in confidence, to be like, wow, like I'm disappointed, this and that. Maybe Embiid?
2: This was before Harden incli- declined the invite to Embiid's wedding. Now Embiid would be like, yeah, I don't approve. Can't, can't imagine Maxie
3: saying anything. Nah. No, he's too sweet. Nah. He's a
2: sweet boy. That's it's too negative for Maxie. Yeah. Maybe DeAnthony Melton? He might have felt some type of way. Yeah, I don't
1: know. I, I mean, fine. That's a... Also... Doc have just been yeah. Doc was probably lying. He always just been lying. talking shit. Yeah. Yeah. there just, were eight guys that said this shit. <laughs> like, was made up shit to put yeah. people on the spot. The one guy's like just a ball boy. He's like, well, I didn't say what the fuck. Yeah, he's like Mac. Yeah,
3: Mac McClung was complaining. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mac McClung.
0: And uh, yeah, forget, yeah, whoever else.
2: Damn. Well, yeah. you know. Yeah, I think that it's really all we the got. About saga the saga
1: continues. Sixers get. Pretty much a neutral move. They didn't get better or worse. They kind of just stayed the same. They picked up just another body.
2: Oh, with Danny Green?
1: Yeah. So, I think that that's that.
2: Yeah, I mean. we need... Sorry for the
1: listeners. I just realized
2: that the
0: dehumidifier was on all the time. So Oh, Jesus. Hopefully it's a little quieter for the next. Oh, uh, I thought that was the fan. The next half. Nah, I always forget about that thing. That's all right. That's all good. No wonder I wasn't
2: sweating. I feel good. Yeah, considering how hot it is down here. Yeah. But yeah, I think Danny Green's gonna play playing like twenty minutes a night, man, just because the other wings that we have are what, Furcon Daniel House? I think that's it. If you count PJ as a wing,
1: then Yeah, I mean But you got the familiarity, you know.
2: Yeah, what's the word that people use, the chemistry? Oh yeah, big chemistry yeah, team. Yeah, they're, they're big most big of the same team. rosters back. They may all hate James Harden. We got a new coach, but most of the same rosters back. We'll be all right. They're Whatever. Yelling.
1: They're definitely not going to be affected by this whole off with James Harden, <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. now that we have Danny Green as the locker room chemistry glue, everything else will be okay.
2: Yeah, this season's going to be a nightmare. Yeah,
1: no, it's going to be brutal. It's going to be ass. Although maybe they'll just be good enough to like make the playoffs. So we, this is what's going to happen. We're not going to care about them all year. We're going to be, like, tuning in for big games here and there, watching a the little stupid tournament. Like Trevor said, they're probably going to win that bullshit. and be like, wow, this is great. And then they're going to suck for a little bit. They'll sneak into the playoffs, and then we'll start caring too much. They'll win the first, you know, the first series. We'll be like, all right, maybe there's a chance here. And then, you know, the wheels just start falling off again, and we get depressed and sad, and that's about it. We're back
2: on this podcast, but in vitriol again, like last season. This
1: season came out the... The bets for the what's it called? Most likely player to ask for a trade next season is already Embiid, which makes sense, I think, in my mind. Uh, he yeah, said it's, he's Embiid, it's Zion, which is whatever. And then I forget who the other three are.
2: Embiid has said he's willing to stick it out through at least the start of this season. I think he's gonna come back really motivated. I've seen like that one picture of him and Tatum working out. He uh, yeah. look like more ripped up than he's he usually
1: ejected. does. Damn, he said, "Boston, here I come."
2: So I think he'll come back <laughs> serious and motivated and like ready to prove a point. It's just, do they get someone there to run with him? Because Harden's clearly not going to be feeling the same way. But
1: kind of over him, unless he learn how to be healthy and not get hurt. There's nothing really else he could do. He was the MVP last year in the regular but season. But that's the thing. Maybe he learns and
2: how to be healthy. Maybe now he's one MVP. He buys in a load management a little more.
3: It could have happened. I mean, Maxi he says he gets one percent better every day. How many days has it been since Game Seven of the Celtics series? At least a hundred. Yeah, so yeah. you know, yeah, so it's we, that's, exponentially that's, better. Yeah.
1: The whole one percent day, everything is also kind of bullshit to me. But that's a whole other thing. Doing like down whatever, with the 1%ers. percenters it doesn't <laughs> make any fucking sense. Yeah. <laughs> you come back to be like anyway I'm- <laughs> with compound interest you get pretty good you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. damn
0: yeah i guess that's pretty much all there is to say about the sixers yeah we'll have plenty yeah, of time did. to talk sixers when yeah. training camp
2: starts in a few weeks and the shit show really begins but show
0: them birds Bird baby, gang, baby. we're all a on the bro. clock a a few birds. days yeah. away
2: yeah, well, one more sleep till actual football. No, mm-hmm. Not the Eagles, but I'll be excited oh, yeah. to watch a football it's game true.
1: again. true. First big hit to fantasy football, or at least up in the air with Travis Kelsey. Oh, uh, yeah. Hyper-extending his knee. Questionable for the game. I feel like he's not going to play tomorrow. Yeah. We'll probably back hyper-extension is pretty
2: serious.
3: But, yeah, no, it's, it's a burn bruise. They, they oh, come out yeah, and say he it's a burn... yeah. No, I, I think he is going to play. I well, think he's going to play brews? and get he's, like
1: 100 plus yards and to two touchdowns still. It's like classic KC bullshit.
3: Well, he, he's going to play because that bone brew is like playing tight ends. It's like, if you, if you want to sit it out till it gets better, that's like three to six months. Just, it's not going to get worse. It's just going to hurt like hell the whole season when he's okay. playing, you know? So, I yeah, I expect him to play tomorrow.
2: Boom. Who's got him in? Or no, none of us has Don't him you in got fantasy. I do not. No, I, I think Chris him. has him in our league. All right.
1: Yeah. Well, um, whatever. I ain't worried about it. It's a tight end at the end of the day, but it is Kelsey, so I do see that. Yeah, but. he's
2: won me a league or two before, yeah. but nothing could enough hurt Mahomes
1: though. Well, anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're more about the bird. I got gang Sky here. Moore.
2: I'm cooling, dude.
1: Yeah. Birds right. face off against the Patriots four twenty five on Sunday. They play Mac Jones. They play a decently up and coming, still top five, top ten defense in the league with New England at home four twenty five and They're doing a Tom Brady tribute, which he will be at the game. So they're going to be juiced up there, playing against the defending NFC champs, who were in the Super Bowl and the last team to beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl while it was with New England. There's going to be, if that was flipped, if the flip, if the script was flipped, I know the link would be fucking rocking. Yeah. If they had you know Big Dick Nick out there, yeah, it was was Nick Foles day. Yeah, you know, but it's Tom Brady day. And it's Boston. They're going to be all kind of some weird shit, you know. It's,
3: it's the most expensive um, uh, resale ticket in the NFL. You you can't get it basically.
1: Boom. Um, I bet, yeah. Because it,
3: you know all those New England fans don't want to give those tickets up. No. But let me. But is there anybody on the team in the Patriots right now who ever played with Tom Brady? I mean, I mean the fans are going to go nuts. I don't know if the team's going to actually care. Yeah, I think McC- Van retired. McCordy yeah, retired. Van, Van
1: noy has been gone. Uh.
2: There might be like a Maybe really obscure Lyman? player, yeah. Maybe
1: some o Lyman. but for he's, the
3: most, Jalen
2: Mills was with us. Yeah, when we yeah, played. Yeah.
3: Them. yeah, yeah. He he helped defeat he, Tom Brady. Yeah, so. he's still there yet, but that, that was like, the next offseason. season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, will sabotage issue here. But so I don't I don't, I don't know if the team's going to be like extra fired up for Tom Brady Day, but the the crowd will definitely be fired well, up. The
1: thing is, is that the defense will probably be playing very well for New England, but I <laughs> I mean I can't see Mac Jones going out here and torturing us for. 300-plus yards, you know what I mean? Their run game with, you know, Stevenson's probably going to be yeah, the biggest. Yeah, their run game's nice. Yeah, it's probably going to be the big I'm kind of
2: concerned about their run game.
1: But we got the healthiest – the healthiest we're ever going to be in the first game. And, like, yeah, Detroit last year chewed us up a big time. You know, chewed us up a bunch, I mean. However, that's the only knock this defense really handled them all season was the fact that they couldn't stop the run. And they get a healthy Jordan Davis back. You got Jalen Carter. You got Nolan Smith. You got – I mean – I would be surprised if they give up a lot of run, a run, blah, blah, run yards, but it could be a pretty back and forth game and shitty weather coming up. So it could be a let's see what Rashad Penny's got, let's see what Swift and it's going to be a maybe run by committee mm-hmm. type of game.
3: Only concern I got about our run defense is so you know that that defensive front is really good, but
1: see, if they get past that, now you mm-hmm.
3: got Nickoby Dean's never started the game before. And is Zach Cunningham going to be our other starter, or yeah. yeah, yeah? So, so two guys, two guys who have never played for us before. One of them's never started an NFL game before. That's that's scaring me a little bit. But but I think our I think like the the eliteness of our defensive line can maybe compensate a little for that.
2: Yeah, I'm not, like if I would say like my biggest concern about the Patriots' offense is anything, I would say it's their running game against our linebackers and our safeties. Because, like, you're going to play some safeties in the box. You're going to play Sidney Brown in the box, who, like, we know he plays with his hair on fire, which a lot of times it's good. But sometimes you play too aggressive, you get burnt, you run by the play. Or you're going to play, like, a Terrell Edmonds or a Justin Evans, which there's a reason why these guys are available, like, with all due respect. Yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah, I'm kind of concerned about that. Mac Jones doesn't scare me the the only quarterback more mayonnaise than Will Levis, if you will.
1: <laughs> oh God, that's a good one.
2: Um God. I'm not intimidated by him at all, but they also got Zeke. Not that Zeke's anything that he used to be, but you get Zeke in the red zone. Zeke can still plow over some dudes, man.
1: Yeah. If they get to the red zone. You, I mean, obviously We saying. can get
2: to score predictions, but you seem <laughs> like really confident.
1: Sure. If is Zeke gonna score, probably. But I'm okay with that. You know, you get third and goal, fourth and goal, you're still an NFL athlete. You know, that's your one job. And he's put on a couple more pounds. So, yeah, I can see them getting in. Mm -hmm. We weren't unstoppable from a defensive run standpoint at the defense. When it comes down to passing, though, I feel like we're going to get ahead probably to a little bit of a lead if we play like we should play. And you're telling me Mac Jones as quarterback with the subpar O-line is going to torch us with Juju Smith-Schuster and Devontae Parker?
2: See, that's the thing. Come on now. They
1: got no receiving core.
2: I think they'll keep it close in the first half to the first three quarters. But we'll, like, some sort of turnover leads to an offensive touchdown. Then they'll have to play from behind in the fourth. And that's where we kind of just put it away. I think but it's I think for the first half, the f-
3: we're going to be kind of taken aback a little bit. Does, it, well, does does the coaching ability of Bill Belichick scare you guys at all? Or do you think his time has kind of passed?
0: I don't know. I mean, I definitely think that um, he's... Like, I mean, you saw how some of their games ended last year. Like, there were some pretty inexcusable bad decisions that I feel like he doesn't really get the criticism for because he has such a great, uh, you know, resume and is widely considered, like, the best coach in football, this and that. But um I don't know. I mean, last year, some of it, I mean, I remember, like, some of his, like, press conferences last year were definitely giving off, like, the vibes of like late Eagles, Andy Reid, like yeah, a lot, a lot of uh, I need to do a better job yeah. <laughs> energy and just like, I don't know, but um, yeah, I, it, it's weird. Like I, I don't, he, he seems like he's a guy who can get a lot out of players. Like I know there's a lot of times where someone will like go over there and all of a sudden they're just like playing like an all star, uh, like fucking like Patrick Chung. Remember when he like right. left yeah. the Eagles with there? I have to bring him up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. Yeah, but, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if um, he, like,
2: scares me the way he used to. Here's I, what I think the thing is with him is, schematically, I think the NFL's kind of passed him by in some ways. Like, this is a guy that's been coaching since, like, the 90s. The game's changed a lot, and I don't think he's fully adjusted with it. But at the same time, like, to your, your guy's point, like, he's developed players still. He developed a Patrick Chung. Like, Jaden Mills has hung around for a while as a seventh-round pick with us. You know what I'm saying? Like, the McCourty guys, like, they were in their mid-30s still playing pretty high-level football. So, I think as a motivator and just, like, as a manager of people, I think Belichick's probably still very good. I think schematically he's just kind of washed.
1: I I don't know if he's... Wash, I think that he goes back to even the 80s. I mean, he he pretty much got his tenure under Bill Parcells, who was a defensive-minded, run-heavy kind of guy. And, you know, he had a probably brief stint of Cleveland Browns greatness before the franchise folded for that quick minute. But, you know, they had a great run when he was their coach there for a hot second. Um, But I think that his teams historically have been, even under the Tom Brady era, focused on Except for a few seasons with, you know, Randy Moss and things like that, but really a great top ten defense at least, solid O line and a top ten run game, and that's really what's gotten them through all that era. I mean, Tom Brady, not for nothing, that playbook for for Belichick is pretty simple in terms of just thinking and dunk passing. Every now and then you open it up. Andy Reid's more West Coast, you know, a lot more deep bombs. You know, you wanted to kill a Deshaun Jackson. Things like that to help you out. Even uh, T.O. back in the day. Um, and Belichick never really put pressure on that. That's why he's always gotten guys like Juju Smith-Schuster now and Parker last year and shit like that. You know He doesn't really focus on those people. Um, but run game, they've had good. So I think Ezekiel Elliott late in his career will be good in this game. I think Belichick, it's going to come down to a chess match between can Sirianni still have a high-powered offense without Shane Steichen? Against a guy who's been in the league for forty plus years as a devout defensive slash old fashioned school kind of football guy, in a probably shitty weather game, yeah, in New England, and arguably a you know a rivalry of Philadelphia, so to speak, at least with Belichick, you know, not none of the guys that are there probably anymore, but I think it's more between it's Nick Sirianni's game to win or lose as it is Jalen Hurts or the rest of the team. Cause I feel like with Lutra Shane Steichen as your offensive coordinator, I think that the side will have a pretty good scheme against a subpar offense with new England. Um, but that's kind of a new, it's like new age head coach versus the old and true football kind of guy.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting dynamic to kind of consider like, Nick Ciarani said he's looked up to Bill Belichick for a while and has always kind of admired the way that he coaches. I don't think he's ever coached against him. We know that Bill Belichick defenses always like to take away a team's strengths. The Eagles' strengths are their running game and their receivers. And Hurts. Yeah, yeah, and Hurts. Hurts is a part of the running game. But he's like a soul. Yeah,
1: He is the sole weapon of the team.
2: So, like, it'll be interesting to see, like, to your point, that chess match, like, Bill spin. Belichick's going to defend the run game. He's going to try to force Hurts to throw it over the middle of the field. How does the Eagles' offense respond? Like, how does the defense respond off of that? I think it's going to be a good game.
3: But speaking of that, do, you, do we have a little secret weapon getting us inside of Bill Belichick's head named Matt Patricia on on this coaching <laughs> staff?
2: Is this why we brought him in? Nobody could
3: figure out why. Is
1: this it? Yeah, this game for week week one, one against the for Patriots is that important? Is it worth deteriorating? You know. uh Big pace slays, yo. Mental I mean, health. I mean, what, what probably would, not. But, what What would
3: scare me more is that, like, uh, Bill Belichick would be like, "Oh, they hired Matt Patricia. I know exactly what he's going to tell them. I'm going to do the opposite." Right. He, yeah, like I said, he good. that's the yeah. ultimate chess
1: match where right? he's yeah. like, "You think you got a mole, but he's my mole still." It's like, what the fuck? I, I think we're. I don't think it's it's that deep. But you know, they got Matt Judon. They got a great defense. They got that cat from uh, Michigan too with the long hair on defense. I mean, they're good. They have a solid team defensively. Um, they're in a tough division, so they're used to playing tough games. It's going to be an interesting game. Week one, too, so everybody's just ready to hit someone that's not in their same jersey. Yeah. But I think they come out with a win. I think I had it on the books as a win. I, I didn't say it would did, be a blowout, yeah. but I think yeah. you know it's going to be a hard-fought. Kind of like the Detroit game last year, too. Like we, You were over the house, too. but yeah. It wasn't necessarily like, oh, wow, they're going to the Super Bowl. But it was like, okay, cool. They got week one out of the way. Now we can all breathe, just get through week one. So I feel, and then you got a quick, you know, yeah, turnaround, a quick turnaround, turnaround for
2: Thursday. But, but, that, but,
3: that, but, that, but that's always the script, right? Get that week one out of the way, then we'll beat Kirk Cousins at nighttime.
1: Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. happened Can't last play year. Play In Russell's
2: history after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yo, what are y'all scores predictions?
1: Uh, I don't know. thought about that.
2: Um, oh, I'm sorry.
1: Well, why don't you start us off then? Yeah. What you got? Oh,
2: so I think we cover, but barely. I think the Where line the right line? now is three, three and, and a half, half. Three and a half. So I think we win twenty six twenty one. As I said, I think their their run game's kind of g- gonna give us some trouble. I like Nickobi Dean. I think long term he figures it out, but this is first game starting. I think they're gonna kind of fuck with him some some with like some play actions, some RPOs. You don't really have to worry about, like, the read option, like the QB runs. But I think, like, they'll come up with some unique schemes to kind of mess with our linebackers. That's what Belichick does. Yeah, But uh, I think overall, like, first half will be tight. Second half, our offense will figure them out. We'll end up winning 26-21 in a game that isn't as close as the score indicates.
3: All right, I got one. So that line interests me because... That seems like a line that's trying to tempt people to bet the Eagles. Uh, three and a half, if you if you had been casually following an off season, you'd be like the Eagles are gonna win by way more than that. Um so I think they're trying to draw us in and that uh, we are gonna win by twenty seven to twenty four and not cover. Okay. Okay.
0: Uh I'll let's I'll go uh I think it'll be a little more high score. I think it's gonna be
1: 31-24. hmm. Eagles. Yeah.
2: Pat, what you got, yo?
1: I'm gonna say twenty-seven, seventeen. Okay. I think that with the weather in play, there'll be more field goals. I think that. Uh, that's true. You know, 20. we'll probably, <laughs> knowing just how the Eagles operate, hopefully start off hot with passing and shit like that. Probably jump out to an early lead. And I think that. If you make Mac Jones have to try to play catch up through the air, you got him right where you want him. So, they're going to be a lot of running the ball in the second half for the Birds. You know, you're going to see a lot of probably Boston Scott and Gainwell and Rashad Penny. I mean, all those guys running the ball a lot, maybe some tight end action, but I don't see them airing it out a whole lot, especially when they're calling for rain, literally until Tuesday. So, it's not worth getting anybody pulling a hamstring, running a 20 yard fucking, you know, wheel route or whatever, just because you want to torch New England on their, you know, parade or whatever, but I think that it's going to be a pretty ugly game. You'll probably see Hurts throw a pick or two, someone's probably going to fumble the ball, but it's all first-game jitters, you know what I mean? Let them, give them the room to do that shit, and then they come home on Thursday and have a pristine ass-whooping of Minnesota, which I can't wait to put fucking Kirk Hudson's ass on a platter.
3: Wait, Pat, you you have Hurts throwing two picks and somebody else putting the ball on the floor and... Still one by ten.
1: Yeah, I think that it's a, if it's oh. a, if it's as sloppy as I'm saying. I'm saying give. They'll, they'll I'm not, do it too. I'm not saying that they're going to do that. I'm saying that if it is a sloppy game, get it out now. They've had you know Hertz has had the longest season he's ever had. Same with most of this team right now. Really going to the Super Bowl, short off season, a lot of new guys in there. You got a new left guard playing with Simovalu out. And you got you know Cam Jurgensen filling it for that spot, uh, which he should do fine. But that defense is going to be pretty ferocious. I can pop predict potentially, but you know, given the circumstance now if it's a nice, beautiful day, could be different. Could be more like Trevor Score. But if it's gonna be what they're saying it's gonna be midday, four twenty five. They're raining all day, the field's gonna be a little sloppy. It's an outdoor stadium. Mm-hmm. The place should be rocking if I'm a home fan of Boston and you know you love time bring what you say popping. Yeah. You know, it could just be kinda people missing cues, fucking up. A uh, two picks I don't think is that bad. And I'm not saying they're all in him. It could be like a tip ball at the line and then, you know, someone picks it off or it's on Hurst, but it's not really his fault. Um, and you got really half the running back room is brand new. Mm-hmm. So you can see them probably getting confused behind those big guys. But, you know, I think they still come out with a W, but it could be a, a truly ugly game.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think like when the schedule was first announced and we kind of knew what the roster looked like. I thought this was going to be Eagles like 31-15, 31-17, yeah. let's say. Knowing the, the, the weather, knowing a little bit more about the roster, just having a little bit more time to catch up, I think it's a close game. But, yeah, we're the better team. Should be the better coach team. A couple things scare me, but we should win.
1: And we still don't have a punter, so we're going for it on yeah, fourth down, so we're going to go. he's, he's on yeah. the practice
2: squad. Yeah, I, he's I, gonna, yeah. Guess, yeah. They've been probably trying to see if anyone else pops, but no one has. Just, just let Jake Elliott punt it,
0: too, and <laughs> – Save that roster, right? Special. Honestly, we're we'll just fucking go for it. Yo, why he's done it
2: before a couple
1: of times? I don't know, man.
2: Like, what's the difference between kicking and punting? Is it that big a difference?
1: Well, I guess one's more like a uh, pinpoint, and one's more kind of just.
2: That's true. I guess a punter you need to be a little more even in
1: Hoen. I mean, what the one guy we had not Sipos, but we had some other kind of like a uh, not Bobrovsky, some weird shit like that. That one punter we got that was Australian or some weird shit. South like Rocca? Yeah, South Rocca. Oh, yeah. South Rocca
2: was the guy. See, yo. that
1: guy isn't going to be a finesse kind of field goal guy. That guy's just booting that ball.
2: Yo, what about Sebastian Janikowski, the Russian kicker that loved to drink? Can he punt now?
1: <laughs> I'd sign his ass
3: up. He oh, was yes. a big dude. He was like 6'3,
2: 260 as yeah, a punter. Uh,
3: uh, how old is he? I mean, you said, there were, you said there were no 60 year old All Stars. Uh, oh.
2: <laughs> eh, he's about 45, man. <laughs>
3: Bird gang baby. Tom
2: Brady was 45 and he yeah. made approval.
3: That's true. Well. Your boy. My
1: boy. But not this week. Don't yeah, be, this week. Yeah, be blushing of over of here. Yeah. Relax. But, 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 <laughs> he got all pinked up with the cheeks. <laughs> he said my boy. But speaking <laughs> of speaking of
0: Marlon's boy, should we talk about Mr. Chip Kelly? Yeah.
3: Okay. So fellas, last time I came on here, I made the case, you know, for why the Eagles fans you should like and respect Tom Brady. I don't think I won that – I didn't win you guys over. In fact, I lost that debate because you guys mentioned to me that not only was he in that movie, but he, he – uh, it was his idea and he produced it. And <laughs> yes. So you guys got me to say fuck Tom Brady by the end of that. <laughs> um, so, Thank God. So I lost that one. But I think I got a, a much stronger case for why, on the whole, not saying he was perfect, not saying he was the best Eagles coach ever, but that Chip Kelly was a net positive on the Eagles. So um, allow me to really quickly make this case.
1: Yeah, break that down for us real okay, quick. Okay, so
3: you know, just going you know, to start off with 2013. He gets the team. We gone four and twelve the year before. We have our draft. First, first two guys we get in the draft: Lane Johnson and then Zach Ertz. These are two guys who helped us win the Super Bowl. So, there's the first two guys of his regime that get brought in. Um, and then, you know, a lot of people hate him for, you know, in subsequent years getting rid of Nick Foles. Let's let's be honest: Nick Foles was not going to be our starting quarterback long term. We saw that everywhere else he ever went and played. He cannot be the like the long-term starter. I know we love him because what he did in in the Super Bowl. But he did but he did unlock the key to making Nick Foles a successful quarterback. Doug Peterson himself says, I looked at what Chip Kelly did with him in 2013. That's how I, I figured out how to use him in the playoffs. There's one other guy he got in 2013 I'm gonna get back to, because he's he's my like final bomb I'm gonna drop. That I don't think you can deny is an amazing move. But I want to move forward to 2014 when we pick up Malcolm Jenkins. Everyone says Oh, he's going to get Jarius Bird. Yeah, that's that's his boy from Morgan. We're going this, to get yeah. Jaris Bird. We're going to get Jarius. Instead, he brings in Malcolm Jenkins, and that was like that the defensive leader on our. That's yeah, one of my team.
2: favorite Eagles ever. I'll give yep. you that.
3: And and who brought him
2: in? Was he the GM at the time, though?
3: No. Oh, was he the GM at the time? Okay, so 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 the the guy officially listed as GM at the time was Howie Roseman. So if if you want to give him credit for that, you also like explain why Howie Roseman cut Deshaun Jackson in his prime. Okay. Every every Eagles fan I've ever talked to has said that um, that Chip Kelly did that. Same chip. G- so, anyways, I, I I would say to be fair, this is a collaborative between the two of them at this right, time. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, also you know I know he was hurt during the Super Bowl, but Darren Sproles um, was brought in the 2014 season.
1: Uh, I'm going to counteract that last okay. point you made about. Go ahead. The
3: would love to talk about it.
1: Signing a free agent. Mm-hmm. Or making a trade that way is different than cutting a player. Where okay. Chip Kelly did mention he wanted full autonomy over the players on the roster. Right. Right. That are already on the team. Mm-hmm. Now, making a move that way could have fallen under – I got to look into this. I'm not sure. But there was a weird thing where he did kind of shun Howie Roseman away. And thankfully, Howie Roseman stayed with the team and didn't leave us for any reason that way. But Chip Kelly did have talk a, about that in a minute. But sure. Okay. Chip Kelly did have yeah, a weird regime that way. We're gonna That's all. I just want to get to
3: that. All right. So anyways, um, I'm, the, the, I'm making the positive case for Chip in his first years because um, I'm going to willingly say 2015 was just a terrible season. There was not much redeemable about it, and I want to get to my explanation of that. But before that, I want to say the other guy we brought in in 2013 that I think as a head coach you got to completely give to Chip Kelly, the, who we are still benefiting from to this day, is Jeff Statlin. Jeff Statlin was brought in by Chip Kelly in okay. his first year, um, and that's why we can, you know, not yeah, only to have a, a great guy – who can, who can help us win the Super Bowl. Also, like, why we can be like, oh, let's go get a guy, and join my lotta who's got raw talent but's never played football in his life. You know, uh, we can't make that move if we don't, if we're not, like, we have the best, not only the best O-line coach but probably the best position coach in all of the NFL. Yeah, that's fair. So... We'll give you that so, one. So, to me, that's a big one. And th- and that's, that is a position coach. I think that's the head coach who brought him in. He survived um, Chip getting fired. He survived, survived Doug getting fired. Um... Hopefully Nick stays for a long time, but if he does get fired in the next, you know, five ten years, I hope I hope he stays for the next guy. You know, it's, uh, one of our best assets. Good and chip. I, chip also
2: then. Not to go full on chip defense, but he also brought us Dave Phipp, who last outlasted him as well.
3: I actually meant to bring that up, and, yeah. and, I, and I don't know why Dave Phipp isn't still in this team because we're certainly not doing yeah, better on special yeah, teams. That, was, without the best, that was the best. I think that was the best special bad. teams
1: yeah. I think I've seen on any team ever. Do, do you guys I've never seen any, any team score so much on special teams. 2014, 20, 20 field we, goal we return. You should have we lost a couple of games. special teams were banging. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, with, yeah with Dave Phipp, our special teams were live. Even after Chip left, they were still very good.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so that's a that is, that's a coordinator level guy he brought in. So I, I think he put together a, a lot of good aspects. Now, 2015, I just want to ask you guys: Have you ever seen before a a situation where this guy's out as GM, this guy's in as GM, but the guy who's out as GM is staying here, and not not only the the owner says he's going to stay here, and and but the guy who gets kicked out of being the GM says, "Yeah, I will stay here." I don't think I've ever seen that scenario ever in any other football team ever.
2: Not that I can think of.
3: Do you guys think that's a little weird? I mean, like that like the maybe Jeff Lurie was saying to Howie, you're going to be right back in this next year. We're getting rid of him.
1: Probably. At the same time, though, like Chip Kelly, you can say it that way, but then Chip Kelly went to go coach for, what did he play for, San Fran? So he didn't revolutionize anything sir, there. Like, sir, I'm, a, I'm not
3: here to defend what he did with San Fran. I, 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 I hate the 49ers. I'm glad that he had a terrible season with them. That's also <laughs> cool. That's another cool thing he did, in my yeah. opinion. <laughs> I mean, after that, like, I guess this would
2: have been the 2014-2015. No, this would have been the 2015 into 2015-2016 oh. season, where we signed – is so that when we signed Demarco Murray, which at the time that was, was
1: that was that was a terrible so
2: I was kind of excited they about fired it at the him time midway through the but, yeah. season, and
1: then uh, what's his name who was from the Vikings well, wait, well, took over. It was
3: Pat Shermer. It was yeah. It was yeah. not midway through the season. Only for the last game to it Pat
2: Shermer. Right. It was, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, the yeah. last game. I remember when the day Chip Kelly got fired. I, I, yeah.
3: I guess my point about what I think is weird about that last season is all of a sudden, and, and Jeff Lurie said this at one point. He was like, "Well, you know, I told Chip you should you know you should go me win me a Super Bowl this year," and I thought. It's, it's funny. Everyone, like the kind of fan response uh, to 2015's disappointment was, uh, you know, Chip Kelly said he was going to win us a Super Bowl. And he he never said that. Uh, but apparently, Jeff Lurie said, you're going to win me a Super Bowl in one year. Well, so that's a little bit of an unrealistic expectation. Maybe it takes a guy to do some wild moves and take some wild gambles to try to win a Super Bowl in one year with a team that he's. Thinks is good, but not really close to winning a Super Bowl.
2: Well, I might counteract that with Jeff. Lee Jeff could see like how, despite some of the good football moves Chip made, how he was just wearing on everyone personally, like I the would, coaching staff, the scouts, I, the players, him himself.
3: Like I will agree with you. I, if, I, th- I think, I think the reason that Chip kind of, in my opinion, get, got put in an unfair situation and, and quickly fired in twenty fifteen was because he was an asshole. But yeah, I think that's a rule.
1: You can't say an asshole got put in an unfair situation when you just called him an asshole. I mean, I think that Chip <laughs> Kelly, you know. Bill Belichick's an asshole,
3: too, but he doesn't get put in an unfair situation. Because he's got seven <laughs> fucking rings. And he had Tom you Brady know, for yeah. a lot of those. I'm just yeah. saying, you know,
1: fun, you in. can't compare that at all. But your point is that Chip Kelly in the rankings of Eagles coaches sits... So so
3: so when when what is your
1: defense is that he's a great Eagles coach? What do we what that that he
3: my my defense is is that is not that he's you know I think I think he had run his course and it was time for him to go. What I what I don't like is the way that Eagles fans look back and they're like that was the worst thing ever. Um and and because because you know look guys guys that we remember fondly Andy and Doug and obviously they accomplished more than Chip ever did. They also left us in in what felt like a worse state than what Chip left us in. Did and and t- most and but, most people say, "Oh, Chip destroyed this team."
1: Did not Chip take the team and then win the division the next year?
3: Yeah, took Chip took the team, and won the division next year.
1: Right. So he didn't leave the team, and it was pretty
3: much the same did, team. Did, did Doug not take the team and win the Super Bowl in two years? So how how bad did Chip leave them?
1: I'm not. I'm just saying, is that like you know, there were think. Well, you had Carson Wentz, a whole different quarterback team, too. He had he got rid of Nick. Anyway, I don't he, know he, if he, that he, makes he, sense he, that way at all.
2: We can't turn into Carson Wentz defend. I'm not. By I'm just saying that it's not like we you, cannot come full circle. I'm not coming that. full circle oh.
1: that way. I'm just saying that we did go for a top five pick, and then we drafted Carson. It was a whole different that changed the whole dynamic of everything.
3: Well, except we had certain cornerstones brought in by Chip Kelly, you know, uh, Lane Johnson. Zach Ertz, Malcolm Jenkins, and Jeff Stallin, yeah, I think <laughs> Jeff Stallin's the big one that I had kind of underestimated. And nobody, nobody's ever, nobody's ever really given him credit. Sure, for Sure, we're him not Stoutland. talking
1: about Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Jason Kelsey, uh, yeah, Jason Peter. We're yeah. not talking. We're not talking. We're not going to give credit to Andy Reid for the Super Bowl. Oh, I think people do. I think people, you, do. No, I think you, people no. do. I I think that you made it a very big point to say that we won the Super Bowl because he brought in two players, three, three with, okay, fine, three players and a couple of coaches who, yeah, of course, Allen's the man love that guy. I'm not knocking three. any of those. I'm not knocking a move that way, but I think that it's a little bit.
3: But, dude, but it's, it's not, it, you're telling me, like, it's not three random players. Malcolm Jenkins is, like, the guy everyone remembers from that defense. He's the number one guy. I, I got jersey. sure,
1: yeah. I'm just saying, I think it's a little naive to then put the fact that Doug Peterson's success with the team is based off of some of the moves that Chip Kelly made. Of course, the team is an ever evolving and ever adapting and growing team from the coach prior, but no one was saying, oh, wow, we won that team because Andy B. Like, no, the team, yeah, we drafted, we as a new okay. organization drafted these players. So I think that you're getting okay. a little too hung up on Chip Kelly's what? attachment and touches here and there for things. But, but, like, that, but like
3: I said, I'm, I'm not, like I said at the very start of so I'm not trying to convince anyone he's like the best thing that's ever happened to this team. What I'm saying is, so, uh, 2013 and 2014 were two good years, and then he had one bad year and he got fired. So he had more good years than he had bad years, and he left our team in in a in a place to win a Super Bowl. In two he years. had a
1: good year for sure, but I will say that I think the thing that people get upset about is the fact that, like, yeah, he we had we caught lightning in a bottle. We got a little hot streak. He won the division, and then nothing really happened with that with a solid team. And then the year after you win the division, it's the way that he went about the next moves. Guys that didn't fit in the locker room. Guys that didn't mend his program or call him sir or whatever the fuck he was doing there with that weird little cult that he had going on in the locker room but you get rid of guys that are stapled guys of philadelphia the sean jackson leshawn mccoy i mean come on now you, these are moves you trade leshawn mccoy for kiko alonzo so, so what so do you i'm just saying listen you came in hot with your takes and i appreciate yeah. that i love that no big deal that's awesome yeah. however you got to be able to own the fact that like those aren't smart moves and sure he might have We don't know who drafted. I doubt Chip Kelly was the first one to say, but it could have been a tandem of two. Lane Johnson and Ertz, for sure. Staple franchise guy. Eagles Hall of Famers. One's definitely a Hall of Famer in Lane Johnson. No knock on that. But at the same time, he made some terrible moves. He didn't kill the franchise. And we definitely benefited from some things he did moving forward. But he's not like this missing piece that helped us out i mean he did do a lot of weird shit too while he was here which i feel like you're just brushing under the rug
3: he did do a, he did do a lot of weird shit and then look he definitely what's made the bad difference moves I mean,
1: statistically between sam bradford and fucking nick Foles? nick Foles tied the record for most touchdowns uh, in the game and then you get and then you bring sam bradford in, who does what nothing okay well
3: sam Sam bradford was a, obviously i mean he got hurt and 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 we had to play mark sanchez and that was a goal though i would say I would never have thought we could have done as good with Mark Sanchez as we did under Chip Kelly. To be honest oh, with man.
2: you, oh man, we can't be talking about this. Now. Yeah, you, you don't. Oh, wanna, yeah, that, this Christ. is this is actually deeper than I intended to go. But yeah. but but, oh,
3: God. but but I will just say, I mean, he made he made some bad moves. Every coach makes bad moves. You know, every every GM makes bad moves. I could talk about Nelson Aguilar, um, although he also did help us win the Super Bowl, um, but I, but I will not defend that as a good move. Um, <laughs> but I think I think he left us in a, in a place where he he had torn down kind of a good team and left us with like the shell of a team that will become great in two years. And and part of that was making the painful decision to be like, we're not gonna, you know, pay top dollar for LaShawn McCoy because that's not how you win a Super Bowl and plus he's getting older. Um the Deshaun Jackson move I I But honest- he did win two? What? After
1: leaving Philly? Are you I serious? Mean, maybe, you're I'm really good at it? I'm
2: messing. I'm messing. Yeah, we're, we're going off the rails I, I'm messing, here, man. I'm messing, I'm messing. So, uh, i yeah, Well, I mean, I'm, well, look,
3: well, look, yeah, I mean, I, I've made my case. If anybody has any cross-examination, I'll answer it. But, but I think I've, I've gotten my points out there.
2: <laughs> I, I will give you credit that your pro Chip Kelly argument is better than your pro Tom Brady argument. No, even guy. 80 for Brady aside. <laughs> like, you made me think about some things that I hadn't initially considered. Ultimately, I think at the end of the day that Chip Kelly's biggest downfall was that he was such a huge asshole that it was just kind of hard for not only the players, but the coaching staff, the scouts, the front office, Jeffrey, for everyone to kind of work with the guy. With that said, I think he kind of changed a lot of the way NFL teams are coached now. Sure. The RPO, the spread offense, um run pass, or I said run pass options. Uh, what, what's the other thing I'm thinking of? Zone reads. Yeah. Like, the the whole, like, philosophy of having a quarterback that can run that style of college Mm -hmm. offense can also run a pro offense. It's kind of brought in by Chip Kelly in a lot of ways, and he kind of proved it can work. Certainly, there were some downsides to the way he coached. Like, running a hurry-up, you run a three and out, your defense is back on the the field in a minute and 30 seconds. Like, your defense on the field for 75 plays a game. Like, there were certain things about him that did not work. So, what I'll say, like... Having listened to, to you and Pat sort of just give your Chip Kelly takes, is that kind of falls somewhere in between. I think that, again, he did a lot of good things. Was not a great manager. Kind of the opposite of Belichick, I guess, where I said Belichick was a good manager of people and schematically was just not good. Chip Kelly, I think schematically had a lot of good ideas. Wasn't perfect. No still around. Was perfect. But was just an
3: awful, awful. Manager of people, an
2: awful person to work with. So I guess we—he's with UCLA now. Yeah,
3: we could include. You know, you know, a lot of what he did. You know, failed not only here, but with the Niners, which again was cool when that happened. But um, another another thing that was cool that yeah, Jim did. It, it,
0: if but, only it could have gone to more NFL teams and, and gets, ruined you, more NFL teams. Yeah, team. the, the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's like, always a good making of a good head coach. Uh, oh man, but, yeah. imagine Jerry but, Jerry
1: Jones being like, "We got Jim Kelly." But, but you know, Jim <laughs> <some, Chip laughs> Kelly fires his uh, <laughs> Jerry Jones's son. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that
3: would be cool. But no, so I guess we could to maybe you know, like you're saying, a lot a lot of stuff that's still in the NFL, but didn't you know he. Didn't didn't really uh, figure out how to fit into the NFL. So he was a figure who was a little bit ahead of his time. Kind of in the Eagles pantheon, he sits right next to Randall Cunningham. We agree on that, okay? Yeah,
2: yeah. I would say he's not by any means the worst coach that has ever happened to the Eagles. Hell probably no. isn't he top five, but I don't uh, think. He'd
1: probably be in top five. I would put him top five for sure. I mean, how many coaches if, have they had? If well, you encapsulate the whole career, you mentioned all the very good things. Ray which Rhodes is true. Is like uh, we, don't Rhodes to, we don't ass. need to we don't need to re litigate the Ray Rhodes tenure. I just think that like
2: Rich Kotite
3: in Hall. You know, Rich Kotite also went ten 6 his first two years, oh. then, and then
2: actually had a similar trajectory. Yeah, to yeah they Chip Kelly. were they were yeah. very similar. That's yeah. true.
1: Yeah, in totality of the career, though, I think Jeff Kelly. Yeah, there were some positives for sure. Also, some negatives. You didn't mention the fact that he drafted a fireman either, but Wait, we'll whoa, let whoa, that go. whoa, 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 whoa! Chip Kelly was not here for yeah, that. That was uh, 2011, man. All right, all right. Hey, well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, had throw throw. I had to throw. a little something out there. A don't, little bit. don't
3: bring that. I mean, he drafted Nelson. Ag- he drafted Nelson Aguilar and Marcus Smith. You couldn't bring those things up. I'm now, yeah, now I'm, now yeah, I'm making your case Mar- for Yeah, Smith was <laughs>
2: ooh, ooh, that's painful.
3: Oh yeah, fuck! I forgot about that guy.
1: That was bad. That was bad.
2: But yeah, I guess we kind of fall where Chip was all right. He wasn't the best, wasn't the worst. Yeah, Yeah. Like I said, I'll give give
3: you credit for your defense of Chip Kelly a lot more than your credit for uh, your Tom Brady defense. Well, I appreciate that because Tom Brady was never an eagle. You know, I love my eagles first.
1: You definitely have way more knowledge of the Chip Kelly shit, which is phenomenal, as opposed to the Tom Brady argument, which is good. I'll take that.
0: So should we talk about this diarrhea plane? Yeah, we can't not talk about the diarrhea plane. Yeah, a little more time, I think. Yeah, a few minutes. Um, so there was diarrhea on a plane. <laughs> there was a, there was a Was it going from like Atlanta to, to Barcelona? To Barcelona yeah. All the way to Spain.
2: So it got like two hours into the flight. And they had to turn around. Yeah, this guy had crazy-ass diarrhea. I guess it was see the,
0: There was a video that showed it. Like, It have mean, like he was trying to get to the bathroom and just like couldn't keep it in. And it was just blasting all over the floor. What do you think he ate? Oh, man. How does I that happen? What do you, I, I'm trying to think of what, what, what kind of delicacies, delicacies they might have at the, the Atlanta airport. I heard
2: that place is like a mall. Have you all ever
1: been to that Atlanta Not airport? No, I've never been to the Atlanta it's airport. big, dude. Maybe he had a lot of wings. Or, yeah. yeah, he must have had like, some like a mall, or, He may have had some Andy Ann's pretzels. I will say, like, you know, bread and olive oil is a big uh, lubricant for the old butthole. So, <laughs> maybe he was at, like, a local Olive Garden or something like that. And <laughs> yeah. He's probably
2: got an Olive Garden in that, like, that airport. 100%. percent yeah, yeah, yeah. i heard it's, probably. like, a straight-up mall. 100% like probably Like the Cherry Dough mall, yeah.
1: Or you're eating, like, a lot of, like, greasy food and a couple shots of whiskey. If he's got, like, fight anxiety, so you're, like, getting a little boozed up. You're eating greasy food. Or you're eating, like, a ground turkey burger, which ground turkey meat rips me up, too, that way with the poop. So, maybe, you know... Just a little, and then you get into the elevation, so pressure's kind of building in the cabin a little bit. Your loins aren't used. You know to too it. much about
2: this. Have you ever <laughs> pooped on an airplane like this? Hell, I
1: love pooping anywhere but the ground, on a boat, in the air. Pooping is fun in different places. But anyway, that's a whole including di- the litter box, right? Not that, not litter box. No. <laughs> Stephanie <laughs> number Let the rule. Ro- let the one. Stephanie Garrity, I did not poop in cat litter boxes. Um, but I can see where you know the goose can get loose a little bit you're walking down the aisle you're stressed out you're probably sweaty he's probably nervous he knows yeah, he ain't maybe, gonna make it
0: that would be the worst if that was just like you if you just had like if it was like your first flight and you just had anxiety about it oh. the end result was you shitting all over the plane so bad that they had to stop the
2: flight. Dude, but they, <laughs> if, if you're that concerned about it they make adult diapers you know what i'm saying yeah.
1: but the fact that the well, to say we have a, a hazardous There's a, like, there's a flight risk because you're shitting so much. That's...
0: Well, here's what I was thinking. So, I guess this guy must have been... Because there was... That trail of shit was going a long way, right? So, he must have been in coach. Far away from the bathrooms, right? Yeah. So, what I'm saying is, if you want to get upgraded to first class, what you should do (laughs) is tell the people at (laughs) the customer service, it's like, hey, look. I have I've been eating a lot of bad (laughs) stuff today. Uh, My stomach's feeling bad. I have a history... I think it might want to put me in first class, so I'm close it would, to those. They would definitely work. Yeah. They might just kick you off. It's, the like, for it's that. like, look, here's yeah. a, well, maybe. Like, they, look, give here's, you a, they give you a lighter, Here's but... the deal. You want to, you want to roll the dice and take a chance of this plane having to turn around, or you just want to upgrade me for free and. So like what kind of terrorist? Right, what kind of new age terroristic <laughs> yeah. threat is, this is, is like this yeah. is like the evolution of like, like yeah the yeah. shoe the shoe
1: bomber guy didn't work out. Listen, so. I took my shoes off, I got through fucking TSA, but I got a bomb up in here, and it yeah. will go off at some point in this <laughs> plane. Yeah. So I need like, to be near the toilet. I have oh, a
0: bomb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah Al Qaeda's finally yeah. figured out
1: a new way to sneak bombs <laughs> yeah. on the plane in it's their intestines. In our ass. <laughs> eating my asshole although i will say even when you're in like on a long flight like that you got two different bathrooms like it is a bitch where like you walk to the closest one and there's a line and you're like can i make it to the back of the plane and maybe no one's going back there then you get back there and the lines filled up you're like god damn it And you are just stuck in between playing ping pong pretty Uh, much with the bathroom stalls that's what it sounds like we have with this guy He'd probably yeah, gamble. yeah,
0: he's just like just like running to the one, just starts coming like, Oh no, and he runs back to one and then like one other person's
1: got <laughs> like, Oh no, no You see them like coming, coming out of their respect. seat as yeah, like, you're going, you're like, No, no You're pushing kids out of the way. No Oh man. Someone but, falls over. What is this? Ew. you're like, Oh my god. Yeah, then you're stuck. You're just you don't come back from that. You oh, can't go man. on a flight for, like, at least a year after that.
3: My my question is, like, do, do they have, like, a, a secure a, sec, a secure area? like? So after this incident happens, they come over as a speaker and they're like, because because of what you all know just happened, um, <laughs> we're going to have to turn the we plane around and we're, you're not going to Spain anymore, right? Do they make, like, this guy or, or whoever it is that don't want to... Uh, assume do, do they make the individual just go back and sit in the regular seat? Everyone knows who it is at this point. How, you know, no, like they, they can't because because yeah. you might get
1: killed. You know, you gotta lock them in the bathroom. Yeah, they, yeah. I was just gonna <laughs> yeah, say it. the same thing. You keep that
2: person <laughs> in the bathroom, dude. Yeah, because they you know probably
1: smell. You can't come back, back man. Yeah. you don't have. Once the last well, time the whole you, plane d- smells at this point. When's so. the last time you saw that's a fucking true. mop on a plane? <laughs> that shit's just rocking yeah. in the aisle. So you got. Yeah, I mean, it's all
2: carpeted in there, right?
1: And if you're in the seat in the aisle seat next to that. You thought the beer cart in your elbow was the worst thing. Now you got – you're looking at this guy's fucking shit stains next to you all day for another yeah, two the paper, hours.
2: The dirty paper
3: towel. Two hours in, yuck. they say we got to yeah, go back. That means you, you got two hours around. back
1: with yeah. a little shit ski next to you. Uh, plus, as long as it takes to turn around. Yeah. Two and, keep, and a half hours. They better yuck. keep that bar cart open then because you got to figure it out, ladies, or everybody, men, people, everybody, uh, you know, that – Fuck that.
0: Mm-mm. Yeah. That's I was a- telling you guys it outside but I had this happen. Well, I didn't have this happen to me but it was like uh, <laughs> I did have a a flight that had to get turned around on the way to my brother's wedding. It was going from like San Francisco to Hawaii and this guy just I guess just started like trying to destroy one of the
2: bathrooms just like this. you have to define destroy
0: i don't well i didn't see what the aftermath was but no you have we, to
2: say because he could be destroying uh, it with his own fecal yeah, matter. No, he
0: wasn't he wasn't like blowing his asshole all over the place he was like physically assaulting the bathroom there with, you go okay with with, <laughs> with his fists i guess <laughs> that's, that's different <laughs> yeah because like,
1: yeah, he was constipated
2: destroy what? can mean yeah. many things
1: with was, a Bathroom.
0: yeah we were just sitting there and like we knew that something was there was some kind of something going up with the bathroom. There was some guy that just locked himself in there for a long time. And people were like, what's going on? And like, what we all figured was happening. was like some guy was just trying to like sneak a smoke in there or like sneak a vape, you know. Um, but then he'd come out and it's like, yeah, this guy was just like went like psycho in the bathroom. And was like breaking stuff and doing
1: all this shit. So they had to like turn the plane around and go all the way back. Full on Tasmanian devil. Nah, there's nothing worse than when somebody upsets your flight. I, Knock on wood, it hasn't happened where we had to like turn back around. But I couldn't imagine how frustrating it has to be to then waste four hours of your life just going into a U-turn on a plane. Dude,
2: what if that's like your honeymoon or some shit? As, You're flying from Atlanta yeah. to Barcelona. You got like a cruise boat. We got like
0: be- meals. We got like you know, like vouchers for like the time in between to like go get food and shit. So that was it's kinda not cool. enough. Yeah, that ain't nothing but if it's my honeymoon oh, they also, and I missed a cruise I think this. they also like gave us like uh like some money, like some
1: whatever. But um also thank I you don't have like a hype like a uh what's it called? A sympathetic shitter, you know how they have like sympathetic vomiters, so like if someone smells vomit, then it oh, makes him throw up a little bit. Uh, you know, what it what just starts like, like, sort of a chain reaction. And was like, well, if he's shitting on the floor, I'm gonna yeah. shitting on the floor. You know, what I mean, everyone starts shitting on the floor, just, There's you know. some guy's like, oh, I didn't realize that was allowed. Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm not waiting for that bathroom. A <laughs> <on. Is someone's> little <laughs> <classroom laughs> poop party. Someone's weird uncle that's already wasted is like, you know what? Fuck it! It just gets naked and shits all over the plane. You're like, well, this is interesting. This sympathetic shitter is a thing. I don't know. I'm asking. I don't know. I'm just yeah, throwing out. Maybe, I don't know. I don't it. ever. I'm just asking. I don't know.
2: Let me ask Google. It's like
1: probably is. Could be. I can't, I'm i kind of getting a little riled up right now. I'm not lie. I could I poop. Not well, in a my toilet pants. right over there. You ain't pooping here. Yeah, not you gotta in, wait a couple minutes. <laughs> not in my pants. I'm just saying. You know. <laughs> yeah. Not. Not. Yeah. There's carpet but down here. Thirty thousand feet up in the air. fuck it.
0: Well, I think that'll just about do it for us here tonight, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you to Marlon for having us on. You have anything else you wanna uh go birds. Out? Go birds. Yeah,
2: go birds. Go birds, baby. Marlon will be at the Costco on Sunday, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah,
3: definitely, yeah. Uh, for sure. Especially if it's raining, you know. Yeah, big time. Yeah. We might be there.
2: Yeah, could be.
0: Yeah, maybe. Uh please leave us a five-star rating review every other podcast. Uh send us an email at citywidepod at gmail.com find us on youtube now we're uh hopefully i don't know when i'll get this one up because i'll leave the town tomorrow but hopefully it'll be up soon and uh from all of us here at the citywide good morning good afternoon good night
2: peace go birds see
0: ya